0: episode 103 hit or miss join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between
1: the games we play with brian and chris Hey, and welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me this week is my lovely wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Welcome back, Emily, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, uh, we're kind of doing things a little differently during the pandemic. We're just kind of talking about the games we play. Typically, our normal format is short segments with... Sometimes off-the-wall topics and uh, little skits, but that'll be coming back here pretty soon as things start to normalize and vaccines and the pandemic and life just gets back to normal. But in the meantime, we're just talking about the games we play. So, Emily, how are things been going?
0: They've been good. They've been a little crazy, so our games have been very hit and miss. <laughs> hit or miss! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet you would miss. um, yeah, have missed. Yeah, it has been kind of a crazy week um, with, you know... Everything. Life, right?
0: Everything. Well, you took a very, very last-minute trip yesterday.
1: I did take a trip this last weekend. Uh, When you're listening, it'll be this last weekend. So, on Saturday, I just decided on a whim to go to Ikea, and because one of the Ikeas in Illinois actually had all the things that we wanted. Because um, I'm, we need more shelving space because we're out of space for board games. <laughs> so uh, we need a couple more, and I wanted to put a couple in the office. And then I'm actually building a new desk. Uh, obviously, working from home and stuff, things have been a little more permanent. Um, and uh, I just need kind of a bigger desk with my monitors. and like. Anyway, I've had a hard time trying to find it, but I think I've got it. A lot of people take these ikea book sh- uh what are they filing cabinets and then take like a wood countertop and put it on top anyway so uh just stuff like that that we needed or i should say wanted <laughs> and they were finally all in stock basically this is the first times in, since the pandemic that everything's been in stock at one store uh everything's been just really hit or miss with with the stock- miss. oh boy that's <laughs> the theme for today um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, just on a whim, I was checking. I'm like, ooh, it'd be kind of fun. We didn't really have anything going on per se. And so that's what I did. I just took off in a, I think it was like a four and a half hours one way <laughs> with <went to> IKEA. <laughs> uh, left at what, 11, got back yeah. at 11. So it was a 12 hour day yeah. of a trip to IKEA and it was exhausting all by myself.
0: Wow. Well, I'm glad you made it okay.
1: I did make it okay. It was a, it was an interesting trip. Just listened to a audiobook, Almost finished it, actually. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, so uh, then I spent Sunday building some shelves from Ikea. So just, it's been, it'll be fun. That'll be the whole week, setting up more Ikea shelves and a desk and good times. Yeah. It always feels good to be organized, I think.
0: It'll be worth it. It'll be nice For to have all sure. that
1: overflow of board games, the place to put, because we definitely yes. ran out of space.
0: Yeah, we have plenty of space now.
1: And we have a place for a That's books what we now. thought
0: last time and
1: we It's <laughs> true. We uprooted them. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, um, so yeah, things have been kinda crazy. Crazy weekend, um crazy week of work and whatnot. So good times. But let's just get down to brass tacks, Emily. Let's talk about some games. What's a game that you played that you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, so we had the opportunity to play four player scythe, which I had never played before. Or oh, let me back up. I had never played a four player version of Scythe. Right. We've only I've only ever played with you at home, just the two of us. When
1: we, we went through the Rise of Fenris in what was that, 2019? I
0: Fall think. of twenty nineteen, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That which Rise of Fenris is just is a lot of fun. It's a campaign, but
0: it was really fun. I really uh, liked that yeah, game. Yeah.
1: So I think you've only played the base game once, maybe with two players, which is a lot different than four players.
0: It was a lot different. Uh combat had a whole new <laughs> It was a whole new game with the combat.
1: Oh, there yeah, with two players combat doesn't happen a whole lot, I don't think or it kind of depends on what faction you have and stuff like that, but with four players it was almost inevitable at some point <laughs> to get right. the Well,
0: if you wanted to win, you pretty much had to fight people. <laughs>
1: It, yeah, or even control some extra territories for the extra points at the end be, because that goes, that factors into the victory points, how many territories you control, which is, um, you can get a lot if you have high multipliers for your, your popularity. Um, so you, you did like four player better than two player, I assume?
0: Yeah, I do. Do you?
1: Yeah, it's a lot more fun. I think there's a lot more going on. Um, it's a little more interesting. You get to see more of the factions, um, the different factions and, um, there's a lot more strategy. You you have to worry about three right. other players and I where was, you're putting yeah. your people.
0: I was going to say that uh, when it was just the two of us, you kind of had your own game going on and there wasn't a whole lot of player interaction. But with four players, there's a lot of player interaction. And whoever gets that middle space first, that's a big deal.
1: That factory. Mm-hmm.
0: When you have four players.
1: Oh, absolutely. Especially if you get bonuses for it or... Um, I mean, it counts as three territories at the end, which is also kind of a big deal. But um, on top of the extra action, special action, which is really good. I mean, those faction cards are really good. Or those factory cards are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I did win both, I should say. Uh, oh, of I, like, course. I creamed you guys <laughs> on that second game. <laughs> I got my favorite faction and I just went yeah. to town. Whenever,
0: that, whenever you get that faction, there's just no beating them.
1: Yeah, I, I man, it, it's I mean, being so. If you if you haven't played this game, based uh, it's it's like classic Stone where on your turn you have one thing you do, like one uh, action or one choice, but with it become there's a lot of options, and so it can be kind of overwhelming. It's definitely a medium to heavyweight game, um, and there's a lot going into it. It's a big board, a lot of components, a lot of things, a lot of rules. But it's a lot of simple little rules, but it's just a lot to keep track of, if that makes sense. It feels like you have a bunch of, you're juggling and there's a bunch of balls in the air. It can kind of feel overwhelming, but really you just need to focus on, you know, obviously the balls that you're trying to throw. Um, and so on your turn, you can just pick a, there, you have four actions, essentially, and you just pick one of the actions. And you do the top action, then the bottom action, and then you go. And so there's a lot of resource management, uh, there's engine building, because you can upgrade those actions and it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy this game. Uh, but the faction I have, you uh, can keep, you can just use the same action every turn. Cause normally you, you can't do that. And so it sets up where I, I the first like four turns, I kind of have it perfected exactly to get all my workers out and just get tons of resources and upgrade everything. It's so much fun. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, anyway, I, I really like this game. Um, we have all the expansions for it. Uh, it'd be fun to play with those new uh, those new factions with some F- Fenris uh, modules and the Wind Gambit and have like an ultimate game. That'd be really fun to do with like four or five players. It'd be pretty cool. It
0: would be really fun. But you kind of would need someone. We would need other players that have already played the Rise you of Fenris. Because would. it would ruin it.
1: And what? That would be a two, three hour game easily. I yes.
0: Think. But it would be really fun.
1: But Scythe is really fun. Just the production value. I know some people don't really like it. I think a lot of people think it's like a war game where you're. It's a lot of conflict and you're fighting each other. It's not really a war game. It's all. It's more of a euro disguised as a war game. Um, it's a lot of production management, resource management, uh, ter- you know, king of the hill kind of territory area control. That's the majority of the game. The combat really doesn't come up a whole lot
0: right and it's usually more towards the end of the game that it will happen
1: right exactly because you can when you fight and you win you, you really can only benefit from winning twice in combat because of you know the stars uh, so there's not really much incentive to fight more than a couple times unless you're trying to pick up territory but again that would be at the end of the game like you said um So I don't know. Maybe it's just the people we play with. I'm sure there's some people that go combat heavy. Some of the factions really do set up to be combat heavy. But um, that's not this type of game. It's really just kind of a light mix of combat, of area control, of resource management, of engine building. It kind of does a little of all those things instead of focusing on just one mechanic, which I think makes it uh, unique. And then it's wrapped up in just great production value and artwork. And it's oh yeah. Um yeah, it's an expensive game, but it's a big box and you get a lot of components with this game.
0: It's very thematic. And I really like the artwork.
1: Yeah, the artwork's beautiful. Um that it's that like alternative World War II, Europe Russia European. But then you have uh, these, like, modern history.
0: mechs in it and yeah, the, steampunk. The the mechs are actually really chunky and nice and
1: It has a cool table presence. Yes. Yep. Yep. And you you can upgrade and buy metal ones that they produce. It's pretty cool, but those are pretty expensive. But you could do it if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, good game. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed four player. I'd like to play some more of that with more people for sure.
0: Fo show. What have you been playing?
1: So um, I I had an opportunity this week to play some Lord of the Rings, the card game. This is the LCG, the living card game. Um, Corey and I were able to pick up some... Um, Clarence off uh, expansions and cycles from a local game store. So we picked that up this like a week or two ago and we finally were able to crack it open and and get to play some of it. And so we played through it, the full, one of the expansions called Kazab Doom. And so if you're familiar with The of the Rings, you you would know what that is. Um, But essentially we're going through the the Mines of Moria and fighting off like hordes and hordes of goblins. It was pretty sweet. Anyway, so we played through that and we built up some deck Uh, we lost quite a few times one uh what we won three times uh, because that's the uh, expansion it was a lot of fun that cast of doom was um it was tricky it was uh definitely tough added some new mechanics that we hadn't played or seen in the regular of the rings lcg so if you played that um it definitely added some new uh flair and the hero cards and all the the attachments and and the vents that it added um really cool and we got to build some pretty neat decks actually so um Corey and I, uh, it, it was actually kind of funny. There's this one scenario it's supposed to be really hard, but because of how we build our decks, it, we kind of just negated it. It ended up being actually quite easy once we got our engine going. But uh, really enjoyed it. I just, I really like this game. It's it's definitely very difficult. Sometimes it is luck dependent, where you're you know it's a cooperative game where you're you're playing the game itself, and sometimes. Turn one, a troll comes out, which is one of the harder ones and one of the scenarios we played. And we were kind of screwed from the beginning when a big troll comes out and we didn't have any of our upgrades for our characters yet. Um, So sometimes it can be very luck dependent, but uh, once you get going, if you can get some of the cards that you need... um, you know it actually does become kind of skill based and, and you can really build and customize your deck the way you want to play it's it's a lot of fun really enjoy that game um very thematic it feels like you're playing lord of the rings it's fun to throw on lord of the rings music and play through the game and um really like this uh definitely want to pick up more of the expansions and cycles and keep filling out the collection uh so much fun good stuff
0: you're immersing yourself in the gameplay.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for an hour, though, when I got there, I had all Corey stuff because I... I- uh, had bought it uh, bought it, and brought it to his house and we spent like the first hour opening all the expansions and sorting <laughs> it and stuff. He's like, well, I don't want you to do that. We could be playing. I'm like, no, dude, I like this stuff. So we were opening up decks and looking through cards. It was a lot of fun. Nerds. Of yeah, I know. <laughs> Nerding out with it. It's so much fun. Just, uh, I like that stuff. It gives you the feeling of a trading card game when you open those magic packs or you open up Pokemon packs and you're going through and looking through the cards. It gives you the same feel. Uh, without the randomness part of it. You know what's coming in expansion if you wanted to. And you're guaranteed to get all the cards. Uh, but there's so many cards in each one of those. Unless you're like super, super want to nerd out. You could go look at the database online and see what's in there. But it's kind of fun just to open it up and be surprised by it. Um, and I don't know. It's fun. I like it. Sounds um, good. I just like the deck building. I just like trying to come up with crazy combinations that might may or may not work, and see if it pays off, and um, make Corey mad because I don't throw stuff that cancel bad things that happened, and you know, <laughs> good stuff like that. Uh, it was it was pretty fun. So good times. Uh, anyway, that's Lord of the Rings LCG, the card game. Uh, definitely check it out. You, I find base copies. I see it all the time for sale on Facebook or something. Um, just for that base game, I think twenty bucks gives you tons of value. You get um three or four quests you get uh, a bunch of cards and it's a lot of fun um it's a good way to kind of dip your toe into it if you like it then you can buy some more expansions and get tons of more content to be able to customize your decks so uh, a lot of fun really enjoy lord of the rings lcg that's the lord of the rings card game i think is what it's called um any other games you want to talk about emily
0: we were able to get in a four player game of nova luna as well Oh, that's right we
1: did yes that was really fun.
0: Every time I play this game I like it more and more.
1: <laughs> I think you've come up with a good strategy because every time we've now played, you just you you just kick our butts, like.
0: I really like it. It's probably now in my top ten games. Whoa. It's a uh, big deal. It is. It's one of my favorites. I just love the puzzle aspect. And then also when you're picking your tiles, I love to find tiles that I can like place and then put four dots down or whatever the goals yeah yeah like basically the goals are almost already all completed and then it helps me complete my other goals and yeah get those combos (laughs) i just love that feeling
1: (laughs) it's a really good game it's so bad that it's too bad it's so expensive for what you get but it's a really fun game it definitely is a great puzzle game uh but at this you know i don't know how, how else would you explain this game
0: I'm not sure, puzzly tiling, but also you kind of have to be strategic about what tile you pick be- and what number is on the tile. Because if you miss a lot of turns, it has to be a really good reason,
1: mm-hmm. like a
0: really good combo.
1: Because what you're talking about is there's a main board in the middle. It looks like a like a sundial or something like that. As you pick tiles out on your turn, there's a cost for like a time cost and what you're doing is then moving your chip um, along the time and so how turns actually work is not in clockwise fashion it's whoever's the furthest behind is the person who goes so when it's your turn and you you see a tile that's six that's a big sacrifice so it better be worth it Sometimes it might be better just to take take a two or three if it's if it's available, and so that's kind of what you're talking about. That's where a lot of the strategy I think comes in. Um, I know I was taking some big ones, and I, I could definitely see how that was very detrimental to in the end game when I'm looking over and seeing what Emily's doing and how many tiles she has compared to me, and then I'm not getting the colors um, that I need with those big ones, and it was kind of a waste of time. <laughs> um, so sometimes it can be kind of hit or miss with those.
0: Hit or miss.
1: how <laughs> to fit that in there for the thing um but it's a really fun game it, i i really like this one i i, I think if you like azul kind of gives that azul feeling a little bit but it's a little more free format and gives you more options and kind of you right. kind of do what you want
0: i could see that but yeah it's more you can create as you go you don't you aren't yes. boxed into this specific yep. pattern that the board's giving you.
1: Yep. I just enjoy taking those goals and then trying to line up those combos. Yes. With it, so then if you have a a goal that says you need three yellow tiles, you put the three yellow tiles already. Start two. Then you get another one that says you need three mm-hmm. yellow tiles. You just put Yuck. adjacent. And you're like, boom! I just yeah two birds with one stone or one tile. Or I cool. have
0: found once you get a row of a specific color then it gets a lot easier because you can pick those tiles out
1: yeah i look over and here's like a row of greens Row, yeah yellows, a row yeah per- didn't we say those?
0: when i played mine were basically all lined oh, up? oh they
1: were that's actually a pretty ingenious idea if you can get the right tiles mm-hmm. while you look over ours it's just a huge mix match of tiles and colors and uh, there were so many times if I could just get one or two more tiles. and yeah, It was
0: yeah. definitely different playing with four players because it was. you couldn't be like, oh, I'm going to get that tile. Someone else would take it before it came back around to you. And yeah. Yeah. it might not be in the right spot to get it.
1: Yeah, because on your turn, you can only take the next three tiles along the time. Mm-hmm. When you're playing two players, you could take a tile and then know, well, the next player is going to take the next three, so I'm guaranteed to get this red one over here after that. When you play four players, you can't do that whatsoever. Um, the only way you can guarantee to get two tiles in a row is if you take out like a really small one, and you still are behind, or will be the next player, and then you take the big one. Um, that's about the only way. So it's definitely a different strategy with four players, and I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I did too.
1: I, I highly recommend this game. This is so good. The only again, the only downside is the price. Uh, it's really kind of expensive for what you get. It's just a bunch of cardboard tiles. It's kind of weird. It's like Do $40. you think it'll go
0: down? Eventually? I hope so
1: because this is a this is a fabulous yes, game, fantastic game, uh, great family game, great puzzly game, great game just to pull out with new players. It's yeah. not that hard to explain. It's just fun. I really like this one.
0: Yeah, once you explain it, it's pretty easy,
1: and it's really easy. Just then, the games can go pretty quick too especially if you know how to play it. So you can play 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Let's play it again. We have it out. Let's mix up the tiles and go again.
0: It's also kind of easygoing once you learn it. You can kind of talk while you're playing.
1: It's that, as uh, Chris likes to call, beer and pretzels type of game where you just have a beer and you just have like little snacks and you're just chilling and talking and playing. And it's definitely that type of game.
0: Yeah, not too serious.
1: No, I really like it. Good game. Great game. Great game. Uh, Nova Luna, it's not hit or miss. It's, a, it's always a hit. It is a no, hit. <laughs> it's a hit. Um, you know, I'm just going to wrap this up. This is going to be kind of shorter episode just because our time and this weekend and busy and I'm like, my whole body hurts from lifting stuff. Um <laughs> 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 um uh the last thing I'm gonna talk about is uh, Dominion Empires. So I know last time we talked about Dominion Prosperity that we played that with our friends. Well he also pulled out Empires, which is another expansion for Dominion. Um as you might know if you listen to the prior uh episodes, I'm a big fan of deck building, kinda engine building and Dominion. What? Are- <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, this, this shouldn't be a surprise to nobody. Dominion is a it's a great entry-level deck building. So it's a great game to get into and learn and play uh, deck building. But there's a million expansions for this, and you can spend a lot of money buying it. And I think a lot of the expansions are kind of hit or miss. <laughs> hit or miss! See, I just, just put it in there. Um, so a lot of the expansions are, are kind of... Some of them are good, some are bad. So I hadn't played Empires, and so we pulled this one out... And this one was kind of interesting because this one introduced some cards or decks where there's different cards in the deck. So typically when you just pick a card, let's say throne room, just off the top of my head, uh, you would have 12 copies or 13 (laughs) copies of throne room, whatever, and that's the the deck of cards. And then everybody can buy it from the market. Well, there's some card decks where there's actually different types of cards, but they're all go in the deck and then they're... Supposed to be stacked in a certain way. And so, an example of it, it was those castle deck, Emily, that you were buying into, where yes. it started out with really cheap castles and then it got more expensive and more expensive. And the later castles kind of comboed off of your earlier castles and it gave you a lot more extra victory points. Um, so, there was stuff like that. There was somewhere it was like a catapult, where if you buy the catapult towards the end, then you get a stone which then comboed with the catapult. So it was kind of thematic and it was kind of a medieval theme to the, the empires, but the catapult kind of combos with the rock or whatever the boulder, I think is it is because you're catapulting boulders. And so it was kind of, I guess cheeky <laughs> a little bit like that where the cards kind of thematically, I guess kind of fit together, but that's kind of seemed like the hook for this expansion. Every expansion kind of seems to have its own little new thing. I thought it was kind of interesting, Um, maybe not the most interesting, I think I really like Prosperity better and Seaside better than Empires, but it definitely added a little more variety, I guess, just from your same old dominion so i guess if you're really bored of dominion or you played through prosperity and you played through seaside and you're kind of bored maybe it's a good one to kind of include just for some extra flavor i guess but i wouldn't say this is one just uh like yeah this is the best expansion let's buy it um but it was kind of interesting adding um some of those progression type uh decks of cards in there
0: i'm gonna be honest i don't really remember much about this one.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of got slaughtered. Andrew just like killed yeah. us in this one. It
0: was really late and I was really tired. It
1: was really late. My
0: mind was not focused on yeah. the game.
1: Yeah, Andrew got like 53 and then we all got in the 20s. So <laughs> he just slaughtered <laughs> us. I went after
0: them. those castle cards, but then didn't necessarily go far enough.
1: You didn't get the late ones no. to make it worth it. <laughs> Um, it was not good. Yeah, it was okay. I don't say it's. I probably rank it at the bottom. I think even Intrigue is a better expansion, but you know, some people might argue that. But um, yeah, it was it was it was not bad, but it wasn't anything groundbreaking like Prosperity or Seaside. I would say, but uh, it was good to try it though. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I, I just wish there was an easier way to try some of these ex- Dominion expansions without having to buy a thirty dollars box just right. to see if you like it. I guess that's what you could do—a tabletop simulator. Maybe, maybe they might have something. Might have modules, so you could try some of those out. Or you I could guess. rent
0: them from the Delt Hand.
1: Or yes, you could find something like the Delt Hand that we have locally, where they might have copies, and you can try it out or something like that. Or maybe your local uh, board game store. I know we have a couple new ones in town, and one has a play area, and they have kind of a library, so maybe that's the way to play it. Or you just find that fanatic Dominion player and try to play their copy. I guess. <laughs> And then get, you know, you might get your teeth you kicked in. You use them but, for
0: their Dominion copy.
1: I mean, is that what your friends are for? No. You use them for their Dominion copies.
0: You, in the first conversation, what kind of games do you have? Uh,
1: what Dominion expansions do you have? This <gasps> is going to tell me what our friendship's going to be like. Yeah.
0: Oh, exactly. I already have a friend that sees can be so. friends. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Uh, all right. Well. We're just going to make it a short one here. I apologize. That's short, but uh, we just had a lot going on. But we do appreciate you still tuning in. Hopefully you heard a game that you might want to try out, like Scythe or Nova Luna. And uh, maybe it might be your next favorite game, hopefully. Maybe. Probably not Dominion, but maybe. (laughs) It could be hit or miss. Hit Um, or miss. Anything else, Emily, you want to add in before we take off? I don't think so. All right. Well, we do really appreciate you listening and tuning in. If you have any comments or questions or feedback, feel free to email us or send us a DM on our social media. You'll hear that at the end of the episode. Uh, but from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pod, And that's GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.